Okay, let us begin with our Metta recital. May all beings be happy and secure. May all beings have happy minds. Whatever living beings there may be, without exception, weak or strong, long, large, medium, short, subtle or gross, visible or invisible, living near or far, born or coming to birth. May all beings have happy minds. Let no one deceive another, nor despise anyone anywhere. Neither from anger nor ill will should anyone wish harm another. As a mother who risks her own life to protect her own living, one should cultivate a boundless heart. One should cultivate for all the world a heart of boundless loving friendliness, above, below, and all around, unobstructed, without hate or resentment, whether standing, walking, sitting, lying down, or whenever awake. One should develop this mindfulness, this is called divinely dwelling here, not falling into erroneous views, but virtuous and endowed with vision. Removing desire for sensual pleasures, one comes never again to birth in the womb. Okay, turn off the light.
with this uh, unconditional loving friendliness we begin our practice we call it unconditional we when we practice the metta or cultivate these thoughts in our minds we should, we do not think that this is a sort of a, a kind of reciprocal reciprocal arrangement uh, between you and others like if you do this i send you metta if you don't i don't send you metta like that there is no exchange of uh, metta with something else also metta is not something like love in ordinary love you sometimes you love sometimes you hate that kind of dichotomy doesn't exist in the practice of metta that is why it is called unconditional practice even though metta itself is not unconditional metta itself is conditional in the sense that it is created in our mind as we said what is created in the mind is not conditional not unconditional it is conditional only unconditioned is nibbana everything else is conditional however when we practice metta we don't we do not uh, put conditions into that practice when we start metta directional practice of course we start from the very first uh, point in space that begins from this particular spot where we sit so all of us included in that those who are sitting here living in this monastery around this county and so on all are included do without thinking of any particular individual's personality we just develop this metta in our mind as we have mentioned earlier the buddha's instruction is to practice it with uh, diligence with mindfulness that is why he said this my develop this mindfulness this means practice this metta when we do that unconditional practice the mind becomes so relaxed calm and peaceful 
tension does not build up in our mind when we stay in that calm, peaceful state. That is very conducive to the practice of concentration or jhanas. As we mentioned several times, jhana is wholesome one-pointedness state is one-pointedness of wholesome state of mind is concentration or samadhi. Samadhi means concentrated state. Samadhi is described in terms of four jhanas. So jhanas are included in the word samadhi. So when the mind is relaxed and peaceful, concentration arises. So in order to make it even easier, we start with the breathing as one universal neutral object to focus the mind on. Even though the breathing is uh, very various, short, long, deep, shallow, inhale, exhale, and so on, in all this we see very clearly very clear factor that is air moving in and out. The air outside is the same as the air that we breathe. Therefore, air inside is the same as outside air. As outside air moves always, inside air also moves. In that respect, there is no difference in the breath and the air outside. So with this awareness, we breathe in and breathe out. We mentioned several times to notice the beginning, middle and end of each inhaling and the pause, beginning, middle and end of each exhaling and the pause. Pause in be- between these two is so brief, so insignificant, we, we sometimes cannot notice it, but there is a pause. We can become aware of it only when we pay mindful attention, undivided attention. As attention or mindfulness flows with the breath, there is no separation 
from the breath, breath and the mindfulness flows in and out. And therefore it is easy for the mindful meditator to notice this very brief pause between inhaling and exhaling. Therefore mindfulness also an integral part of concentration or jhanic practice. We begin the practice with mindfulness and merge the mindfulness with concentration. This is called Yuganadha. Yuga means to, Nadha means joining. So this sometimes concentration becomes more conspicuous and mindfulness obscure. Sometimes mindfulness is more conspicuous, concentration is obscure. However, these two work together and that is why it is called Yuganadha, joining together. As we deepen our awareness, mindfulness and concentration, we can see this both are equally powerful, equally simultaneously work together to gain jhana. In the jhanic state, concentration, especially in the first jhanic stage, concentration and mindfulness both are obscure. That is why it is not even mentioned in the first jhana. These two factors, mindfulness and concentration, are not expressly mentioned, but both are implied because from the beginning we practice these two. So when you gain first jhana, don't look for anything, just stay with it. You see your awareness of letting go. You don't let hindrances or any other impure mental state enter the mind. That is where you have to be very alert and very mindful to stay in that state without uh, 
looking for something that is not very clear. Stay with the awareness of your calm, peaceful, joyful, pleasant experience. The first jhanic experience is relatively very subtle and yet very peaceful. Peaceful because you don't have numerous thoughts of your work, of people, of various things you have studied. All these thoughts, even though they may not be harmful, they don't play any role in the first jhanic experience. But you are very calm and peaceful without those thoughts. Concentration is shallow and that gives you very peaceful experience. <coughs> In that state, <coughs> one thing you do not fail to notice is that everything appearing in your mind is fleeting, moving, just like uh, an object is moving under your nose. Every tiny little experience arising passing away and existing in the present moment even very subtle. And yet you notice something arising and passing away. That is where you gain insight when the mind is very calm and relaxed, peaceful, you have concentration. That concentration does not mean that you have completely become like a rock. When you are concentrated, the sharpest, deepest molecular changes are very clear. They are sort of exaggerated and you become aware of that. And there you see no desire arises to hold on to them because when you see them changing your awareness is changing 
mind is changing, experiences of feelings changing, when everything is changing and fleeting and disappearing, holding on to any of them is futile wish. It does not make any sense. But it makes a whole lot of sense if you let these experiences, feeling, perceptions, arising and passing away very quickly and just watch it. While watching you are changing, your mind is changing, the objects you are watching are changing. So there is nothing to hold on to. This is very subtle experience which you cannot uh, conceptualize, verbalize, but you can perceive. That means the mind can perceive. Perception is not a word, not a label. It is just the mental state. The mind, while changing itself, is perceiving what else is changing. As objects are changing, mind is changing, observation also is changing. That is a very interesting experience. There you don't have any particular emotion, but just peaceful awareness of noticing what is happening impartially you are noticing this is what we frequently say the state beyond words or beyond concepts or preconceptual awareness preconceptual awareness means before you conceptualize this awareness arises and if you remain alert mindful, concentrated, this experience continues for a long period. Time doesn't play any role in that. Time, you may say, stops. 
it happens when this experience is interrupted by other thoughts that we are accustomed to entertaining then this experience vanishes so try to stay in that <coughs> until something disturbs your mind i don't know how long you have to experience it and know for yourself by yourself within yourself so i try to explain it as best as i could and the rest is up to you with this few words of encouragement i stop talking and go to the sangha hall and wait for your arrival those who have signed up for interviews today come there to the sangha hall